and welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. Pretty much every week we are here to educate you, challenge you, encourage you, boost you up along your journey of intermittent fasting. So you can check us out at fastinglane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at fastinglane. Our guest this week is Lori Lewis. She is an intermittent fasting coach, the founder of Fast Forward Wellness, and the author of Celebrating Your Vibrant Future. Lori, thanks so much for joining me. What a joy. This is a dream come true. It's so nice to meet you. And I wanted to say too, before I forget, I'm thrilled. Congratulations about your New York Times best-selling book. Thank <laughs> you, Lori. Really I like good. to ask that everybody address <laughs> me by my full name, which is New York Times best-selling author Eve Mayer at all times. Oh, my husband, I'm so glad you cleared that up. <laughs> yes, my child, my dog. I just asked them to all say that at this point. No, I thought that would have been your middle name, but now you're saying it's your first name. Okay, got it. I had not considered that. <laughs> that is a great idea. I, I should really think about legally changing it. So Lori is joining us today from your, your kitchen, right? Yes. Oh and I was gosh. explaining. We started no worries. early and my alarm just went off. I ah, really no worries. apologize. Lori, where are you located? I live in Portland, Oregon. But I lived in New York City for almost 25 years, so my my heart is as a New Yorker, and but I'm chilling out here on the West Coast. <laughs> How great. Different. I love Portland. I've only been once, but I fell in love with it, and I, I absolutely want to go back. It was just so beautiful. You know so what you have here? Really tell good me. food. Really good food. <laughs> Lori, I'm from South Louisiana, and just like, <laughs> no matter what people say, I'm like, is your food as good as South Louisiana? So I'm going to put you to the test. Let's just have this battle out right now. Okay, Is good. Portland, Oregon food as good as South Louisiana food? Well, it depends on your criteria. If It's grown right around us, so Can we I? take great care to have close by local ingredients. And we don't have a lot of uh, fried seafood, so... Yes. <laughs> So you have healthy food. This sounds terrible. We got ourselves some healthy food, but there's a great restaurant called Screen Door, which I think has yeah. some southern cooking and yeah. But we okay. love our food, so you know, I know that everybody thinks as intermittent fasters that we must not eat very much. But you and I are here to to prove yeah, them wrong. people. We can tell you the truth. I eat vast amounts of food. And uh, since I've been fasting, I've gotten haughtier about my food choices. Like if I'm not going to eat and I'm going to skip all these meals, the meals I have better be gourmet, big, amazing, delicious, beautiful, you know, all those things Or then I'd get really angry if not. You too? Yeah, I like you word you use the word haughty. I'm gonna use that. Yes. So my friend, my friend Patty coined the phrase window worthy. So we have this precious eating window. And if the food that I am either presented or I I'm not ready, so I just throw something in my mouth. You know, if it, if it's not window worthy, I get mad. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Gotta be window worthy. So I didn't give people the background on you. You are a fasting coach. We talked about that, but you're speaking specifically to perimenopausal and menopausal women on how intermittent fasting can help them lose hormonal weight and gain health during this large change in their life. So uh, perimenopausal is the period right before you go through menopause. Is that correct? Yes. I okay. think I'd put my money on it. You're in it. Probably. I'm 46. So yeah, okay. chances are and, good. But you don't know, do you? 
No, I don't know. I was <laughs> thinking that lately I've been crazier than normal. And I'm like, is it the, the pandemic or is it perimenopause or is it both? I don't know. So these are my questions. Um, I, I, I do think I'm going to go get my hormones checked. Uh, we, we have not left the house really. We, we've stayed completely, um, we're consultants, we're coaches. So we work at home. Um, my daughter goes to school at home. We have things delivered. So we haven't really gone anywhere. So when things are, when we feel like we don't need to stay at home, then I will go get my hormones checked. But yeah, I, I don't really know much about it at all. So, so let's talk about it. What, um, what, first of all, how did you get into intermittent fasting? When did that all happen for yourself? Well, the, I do coach men also. I have a lot of male clients, so I'm not speci- I don't exclusively coach perimenopausal and menopausal women. I'm open to all people who want guidance and be able to compliance over time. But sure. for me personally, I remember waking up one morning when I was 44 years old and thinking, man, I need, my air conditioner is broken. I need a new air conditioner was what my brain thought. In reality, I was having my first massive night sweats, hot flash situation. And so over the course of the next few years, things were happening that I asked myself the question, just as you just did, I wonder if this is menopause. I wonder if this is perimenopause. I wonder if I'm going into, and and then I would, we don't talk about menopause. It's like a taboo word. We whisper it, you know, and we're not supposed to say it in front of men. It's so fun. It's one of these last remaining holdouts of things that we don't feel comfortable talking about. And they don't send us to biology class for the older ladies to know what's happening to our bodies, right? So it's just a great mystery. And so over time, I really suffered through perimenopause. It was brutal. So I could not wait for it to be over. And at that time, I was a lean weight. I was running marathons. I shifted how I eat, how I ate well over 20 years ago. So I did a lot. I had a boyfriend one summer who was like a super healthy eater. We'd go to all these little health speakeasy shops and back alleys in the East Village, you know, in the people's apartments. And there, it was just great. So I cured myself of a sugar addiction over 20 years ago. And so was relatively healthy eater for over 20 years. And when my period stopped when I was 49, I gained 50 pounds. So I always say to people, I ate the way I ate when I was lean. I ate the way I ate when I gained 50 pounds. And I ate the same exact way when I lost 50 pounds. So what was the difference? I suffered for four and a half years with this 50 pound weight gain. And it wasn't just the lumbering around in an unfamiliar, uncomfortable, lethargic body. It was also the brain fog and equilibrium off balance and total memory loss. Like I felt like whole chunks of what just happened were gone. And I, um, exactly three years ago was at the end. Like I, I remember despondent is the only word I can use. And the experience was that I got a glimpse for the first time that it might be true that things do get worse and worse and worse forever. And then you die. Like it Mm -hmm. is like, Oh my God, it's all downhill from here. Really? 
And I'm a super hopeful, optimistic person. So to get to the point of darkness where there was no bright future was, and that's why my book is called Celebrating Your Vibrant Future, because I'm no longer buying into that all downhill from here stuff. And so I was, uh, I grew up in the mountains in Colorado. So I was home in Colorado visiting my mom. And she said, it was a long visit, like three weeks I was gonna be there. um, And she said, honey, let's use this time that you're home to turn the weight around. (laughs) And how'd you feel about that? (laughs) I can hear the, you know, screaming. And so I exploded. I was not a nice daughter. I wailed and cried and said, just because you didn't have these problems doesn't mean that, you know, I'm, I'm eating well, I'm eating nutritious food, I'm eating modest quantities, nothing has worked. I have tried everything. And so we had a long conversation and what she offered was that she was gonna pray for an answer. And I accepted her offer. (laughs) She said, let's pray for an answer because we don't know what to do. And that night I Googled the same thing I always Google, hormonal, menopausal, stubborn, fat, help me, like this is brutal. (laughs) And um, up popped two words that I had never heard before, intermittent fasting. And I watched a video and I watched another video and most of them were Dr. Jason Fung and I couldn't get enough of understanding because I've heard of long-term therapeutic fasting. You know, Upton Sinclair wrote The Fasting Cure in 1911 and other books like Fasting Can Save Your Life and long, you know, people go to Costa Rica and water fast and I've heard of that, but I didn't know that you could actually pause from eating and put your body into repair mode every day as a way of living and reaching your health and weight goals. So I stumbled downstairs in the morning and after staying up all night, hungry for information. And I said to my mom, I, I, thanks for praying, but I think I haven't, there's this thing I'm read about that I'm going to do now. And so I explained it to her and she said, that sounds like a great idea. How may I support you? And I said, don't offer me breakfast. And I was off and running and um, it's been an extraordinary process. I kept it pretty private for the first six months because I didn't feel like I had the strength or wherewithal or understanding or bandwidth to either defend myself or explain it to people. And after about six months, I think I, I lost, I was between 25 and 30 pounds lost when New Year's hit. So it was early June to New Year's and I could not go into 2018 without expressing deep gratitude for what I had discovered and experienced and practiced and as soon as I posted it on Facebook and hundreds and hundreds of people were like, OMG, what are you doing? Teach us how. I suddenly found myself in a leadership position <laughs> in terms of guiding, guiding my friends in how to do it. And uh, everybody's still doing it. So that's how I got here. Got it. <laughs> and so why do you think, like, that's interesting why do you think you gained all that weight all of a sudden if you didn't change your eating to begin with? You gained 50 pounds, you said? 50 pounds. That's so yep. much. Like, what ha- like what, why do you think, what about menopause made that happen? 
in your opinion? So it's the, so I also had extremely depleted adrenals. So, mm -hmm. and remember, I am not a medical professional, so I, I hesitate to describe very complex endocrine system sure. <laughs> things which with my extreme layman's i'm i'm aware i understand and yet i don't want to articulate things in a way that a doctor would so um we are high as you know a highly complex system of hormones and a hierarchy of communication and when they're in balance that throws the whole thing off so the primary and uh hormone that you and I talk about a lot would be insulin. But as a, as a woman entering menopause and in menopause, the hormones that we talk about a lot are estrogen, progesterone, and even testosterone, and then cortisol. And that throws off melatonin. I mean, they're all connected. And even ghrelin and leptin are affected. So when estrogen tanks, as we go into uh, menopause, my understanding is that then when the ovaries are no longer making estrogen, that the next place the body goes to are the adrenal glands. Well, my adrenals were shot. A lot of people believe that adrenal fatigue isn't real. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I was down for the count at age 47. And a lot of women I know, did you say you're 47? I'm 46. A lot of women, 46. Almost. Okay. okay, we're not making any dire predictions, but because you you eat really well and you're an intermittent faster. But many women hit a wall at 47, 48, 49, where the body just can't take it anymore. It's going through this big, what I think is a beautiful shift in womanhood. And it's super challenging and it's taboo. And we don't know what is happening. <laughs> and then by the time we get to the doctor, they just think we're crazy and prescribe. Uh, antidepressants, which may be appropriate, but not always. So let's address in a functional medicine way, let's address the perimenopause and menopause, not the crazy. So, um, or however that is dealt with, I think the very root cause needs to be addressed also. So nutrition and sleep and fasting. And so because I embarked on this uh, intermittent fasting practice. I started with 16-8. That seemed pretty easy to skip breakfast. And then pretty quickly, I could shave the edges off and move to 18-6, stayed there for a few weeks. And then I had this challenge from someone to do a 20-hour fast. I was like, okay, I'll do that. It was a stretch. That was a push. But then 18 seemed really easy. And then I really settled in at 20 and 4. So with my 20 and 4 fasting schedule, consistent over time, that started to balance my hormones. And what was miraculous was even within th the first three days of intermittent fasting, I'd lost no weight. Obviously, my body hadn't changed visually, visibly, but I felt like myself. Whatever myself feels like, felt like, the fog cleared, and I was just in my body in a new and different way after three days and definitely within the first week of intermittent oh, fasting. And so it balanced my estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, my adrenals. I was in the final stage of really healing myself from the adrenal fatigue. And because that 20 and four schedule felt so at home, it was no strain. It was no push. It felt at home. It felt comfortable. Eating in a four hour window was just heavenly. My body healed. 
and balanced. And so and do you have to take any off. hormones as well or not I really? didn't, for I didn't. For me, I, and I don't disparage people that do. It's like work yeah. with your doctor, test it fast, adjust the levels, you know, try, try the bioidenticals or, or in the creams and work with your naturopath or your doctor and let's, and get those hormones balanced out. And fasting is a huge contributor. And for me, I really wanted to avoid it. I wanted my body to do it on its own and eating, ton, I'm a vegetarian. So eating tons and tons and tons of vegetables and, um, and intermittent fasting had the weight come off in a relatively slow, methodical pace. So initially I lost 44 pounds in about nine and a half months. So that's about Great. a pound a week. And then I had a five month stall, mm. but I got two sizes smaller during the five month stall because my body was burning fat and adjusting and building muscle. And then I took the final seven, eight pounds off. I decided, okay, this is enough of a stall here. And I did um, alternate day fasting for three and a half weeks. I did a 40 and eight schedule. And I've read that alternate, I've read a couple of studies that said alternate day fasting seemed to be really useful for postmenopausal women. Have you looked at that or heard people talk about that? That's so interesting. I don't know that study. I would love to read it. I do know I that, that in my in my coaching, when people you know either hit a stall with their daily pattern, it can be so beneficial to do to try one thirty six hour fast, to try you know a forty, to with support around you to try a three day fast. Um, but getting into that rhythm of 40 and eight or 36 and 12 was, it was great for me to boost that, to get to that new lower set weight point. And um, then once I got there and I could fit back into those clothes from 2012 and had a big, you know, personal celebration, I went back to my 20 and four, my, I went back to my fasting home, my fasting groove. Yeah. Cozy place. <laughs> how have you felt, how have you done with fasting during the pandemic? Um, because I really suck at fasting when I'm more stressed and I've been more stressed lately. And I have a lot of friends who have gained a lot of weight during stay at home. They've had a job loss or a friend that was sick or just been at home with the kids all the time, whatever, like whatever the reason is, I think everyone has had increased stress during the past couple of months. So my advice to people has been, and if you're, if you're fasting at all, you're a hero. Like if you're maintaining your weight, you're kicking butt. Now I may be choosing to believe that because that's where I'm at. <laughs> I've been kind of staying steady after the first week of freaking out and eating everything. Um, but what's, what's been your experience and the people that you coach, what, what have they been able to accomplish during this time? I just, you know, we are all so different. And so I love the discovery of what each individual's personal style is and, and discovering, you know, some people it's like, what's really going to have you feel well, or is it, is loosening things up a little bit, giving yourself some wiggle room going to have it be, feel better for you? Or are you the type that's like, very like no way I'm battening the hatches I'm not gonna give myself any wiggle room otherwise this is a slippery slope so we're all different and for sure I think everybody went through a similar 
trajectory that you described that the first week was like, ah, and then right, everything, right? Everything. What is going on here? Eat everything. Now there yes. are studies and there was an article about two weeks ago that said, it's okay. People, when you're under stress, the body holds onto fat. It holds, it's like, Ooh, we need to preserve. <laughs> so I have actually gained, it's depending on the day, my weight fluctuates two, three pounds every day, actually. Um, but I've gained about four or five pounds in the last eight weeks. And you're doing um, great. I think that's great. I'm not, I'm not happy about it, but I'm just yeah. like, why would I let that stress me out? I did a three day fast for fun, not like as a punishment for I gained, I lost or I gained five pounds. I'm not going to punish myself. I'm very, very cautious with myself and my clients to get the diet cobwebs out and notice the old uh, negative punitive ways of thinking, um, the diet mindset, I like to call it, and making sure that the, the fasting choices I'm making are in no way a punishment. They are an empowerment. So one day I felt like, ah, I don't have much food here because I haven't been to the grocery store in two weeks. And yep. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling bright and strong and energetic and busy. I'm just going to, at first I thought I was going to do 48 hours and I just went to 72 and was very happy drinking. I have water never done that ever. You haven't? No. I mean, I've done three days. I've done 10 days, but never like, never been like, I'm going to do this long. Oh, just keep going. No, I'm not that good at it. Lori. I'm not like, I, well, I got to plan for it and build up to it and talk my way into it. And like, and that's why most of mine is eight, you know, 18, six is, is pretty much where I'm at. And but I tell you what, during this, this pandemic, my husband and I have been, I got weights in the garage right before this started for my birthday. And so we've been working out and getting ripped. I mean, I don't know if he's been getting ripped. I've been getting where I feel like things jiggle slightly less. That is my <laughs> awesome. definition of what is going on here. So my weight really hadn't changed, but I just like things feel a little bit tighter. There's a little bit more line in my stomach. Really? And I'm like, I like to look at myself in the mirror naked for longer. It's fantastic, really. So those, those are all good things during this time. Because what else are we going to do while we're in the house all this time? I okay. totally, I agree. Right? What else are we going to do? So yeah, there's nothing else to do. I think people are at the point though, where they're like, oh yeah, I think maybe I should talk to somebody or get with a group or make a plan and tighten it up <laughs> because I may have to go back into the world at some point and we want people to recognize us right like we're like I knew you where were you from I don't know okay so you became this intermittent fasting coach that is not something that that I I think a lot of people think I'm a coach let me be clear I'm not a coach um but but tell me what what made you decide to do that and what do you do I love that. So I'm a, I was a reluctant intermittent fasting coach. So I, of course, wanted to help all the people, all my friends that came to me, but then it was taking a lot of time. And I was at a wedding early October, 2018. So I'd then been intermittent, I just reached my goal actually. And, um, I got cornered by my friends and they were like, you have to do something to help us. Like, they, they knew how to start, but they didn't know how to keep going. That's, the, that's like compliance is a big thing, right? And so they're like, you have to make a class or a workshop or, you know, something. I was like, I'm not doing that. Well, they gave me all the good, valid reasons why I should. And I really got what they were saying. And then I thought, okay, 
I'm going to start it now. They're, oh, first I agreed. And then they said, when should we do it? We'll start in January. I'm like, it's October. What? They're like, you think we can do it over the holidays? I said, heck <laughs> yes. Yes. So at, I had 20 people in that first workshop and I got people fasting, learning how before Thanksgiving. And then we got through Thanksgiving to we started with Halloween candy, right? Then we got through Thanksgiving and all the parties and going to Disneyland and going to family mm -hmm. and all of the things and all of the food and all of the, um, uh, drinks. And we got to new year's and we got to the, that last session in the first week of January and everybody felt better, hadn't gained weight, ate all the things, went all the places, and learned yeah. how to intermittent fast during the holidays. So now every year I do a giant workshop, giant course over the holidays, which is a blast. And my alumni stay with me. And so of course, out of that, out of that, those programs, people were like, I don't like people or my schedule's crazy, or can't I just talk to you? So my work is twofold. I coach people one-on-one, -on -one, which is more flexible and personal uh, and consultative and expensive. And I have my workshop and programs, and then people can choose to stay in the private tiny little group that I have of my alumni. It's not a huge group. So anytime they want to, they ask me questions, then I post articles, and we engage together in the group, a Facebook group of my alumni. And is that, is that all done virtually, or you do it in person, or both? Uh, it's all virtually. So when you ask about how my life has changed, like I sit here on this couch, I sit over there at that desk, I sit over there in that chair and I be with my people. And uh, I have clients in Scotland and England and New Zealand and Japan and Australia and the US really and cool. Canada. So there are oh, other places cool. in the world I'd like to round out. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I just love it. So you said you're vegetarian. Tell us about, do you do vegetarian low carb? Do you not particularly tell us about your diet? Oh gosh, Eve, if I had to pick one thing on earth that I would eat forever, it would be a baked potato with sour cream <laughs> and butter and really good salt and maybe a dollop of sauerkraut on the side to get my fermented food. I I must, people don't want to eat like I do. I, I eat whatever really healthy is. That's how I eat. And um, I, I've been vegetarian for over 20 years. I don't, one day I was at a big dinner party and I ate venison, which I really used to love a lot. And uh, it was delicious, but I looked at the table and there was spinach and, and Caesar salad and baked potatoes and rolls. And I was like, that's actually, I want that stuff. And um, so for a lot of reasons, I shifted on that day and I'm a very strange vegetarian. I <laughs> hardly eat any beans. Quinoa makes me nauseous. I don't eat, I don't eat soy. So the, the food that most vegetarians eat don't make me feel well. So yeah. I really, really eat a lot of vegetables. I eat pasta. I eat sweet potatoes. I eat corn. I eat carrots and beets and all the things that um, people who eat low carb, high fat or the ketogenic diet are like, how are you alive? <laughs> you know? So I'm glad I, I you think, know what works for you. Exactly. You and I are yeah. so like-minded in that way, in terms of figuring, we figuring out the foods. I always say, this is, this is my thing. I'm like, eat the foods you love and the foods that love you back. Mm -hmm. They're not mutually exclusive. It's like, you fasted 
you've had water and black coffee and more water and it's time to eat and eat the foods you love. But that doesn't mean every person can eat everything. You have to figure out the foods that are going to love you back, which is the foods that have you feel bright and strong and alert and less inflammation and allow for fat burning and keeping insulin low. And that discovery, most people, most of my clients are like, the fasting's easy. It's this food part that is really challenging. So is that what you find too? No, no, not at all. I'm challenged by all of it, Lori. I'm not good at any of it. I'm, I'm not good at fasting, but it's the only thing that I've ever been able to feel healthy on, look good on, maintain my weight on. So I love it for those reasons, but it's, it's still, we're over two years. It's still a challenge for me. Um, and eating, man, I love eating, but like, yeah. I love pasta and potatoes, but I don't feel good if I eat them. So they I don't just make you feel well. barely eat them anymore. I really yeah. don't like vegetables, but I feel good if I eat them. So I eat the damn vegetables. Um, the one good thing is I love meat and seafood and I feel great when I eat meat and seafood. So that's, that's what I eat. But it's interesting because there's so much judgment between people and we, we can't, feel frustrated about not finding, like, I can't feel frustrated about not finding these, the solution of fasting and low carb in my life until later and then judge people for their food or health choices. I, I don't know what it's like to live in your body or their body and anybody that can reach their health goals and their fitness goals and feel good about themselves, man, I'm just, I'm so pumped for them. So I would imagine, you know, you follow this diet, but your, your clients, your fasting, the people that you're coaching have all, do they all have different types of ways of eating? Oh, absolutely. And that's what's so much fun to discover with people. You know, this idea, Bert Herring wrote, uh, AC, The Power of Appetite Correction, such a great book. And when you tell people about appetite correction, they're like, that's not possible. It's, it takes willpower. It's like, just wait, there will be a day when your body says you've had enough, or there will be a day when you are just super ravenous and you can't, you just got to keep feeding yourself. And there will be a day when something, some food that you used to love tastes really disgusting and you don't like it anymore or there will be a day when you have the thought broccoli sounds good and you're like I don't even like broccoli and your your brain is like you do now <laughs> you know? so I just love the discovery and each person is different of what they're once fasting heightens your discernment and clears out your mind and balances your hunger hormones so that they're working and the appetite center in your brain is actually communicating with you to discover the foods that make you feel well is a personal journey. And it's really fun for me to be with people as they're discovering that. It's a blast. Because <laughs> like we're so emotional and nostalgic about it. And and we want the foods that we like. We want to have them. <laughs> yeah. Lori, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find out more about you and your coaching? I'm at Fast Forward Wellness. Dot com and there's a contact form and you can fill it out and write me a note and and my book is celebrating your vibrant future intermittent fasting for women 44 to forever 44 to forever all right so we're like we're gonna live forever now i like this book we're okay talking about so, all women forever 
I like it. Lori, thanks so much for being on the show. Guys, check Lori out. Um, And guys, thank you so much for being here at the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. You can get more tips on fasting, low carb, keto, just feeling good at fastinglane.com. And you can check us out at Instagram, on Twitter at Fasting Lane. Until next time, to your health and hotness.